It's a pleasure for us this morning to have on uh, as, a, as just a, a chance to talk is Jordan St. Cyr. Good morning, sir. How are you? Thanks for being here. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. Is it pretty cold? Are you in Canada or not? I'm not. I'm in Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, that's a long way from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Most oh, of the you're time. on tour. That's right. The wait is over Christmas tour going on. Huh. <laughs> Go figure. Wow. We're about... We're about 32 degrees here, though, in Tennessee, so it is chilly today. Is that chilly for you, being from Canada? Oh, you know what? It's it's like a it's like a wet cold here. Back in back where we're from in Canada, it's dry. Okay. So at least you can dress for it. You know, here the weather gets in your bones, so it feels it actually feels colder to me. You know, and mm. so that you makes know, you sense. You do the best you can. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, either way, we're really glad that you took a couple minutes to talk with us. I have one of the things I'm always fascinated, uh, Jordan, is how how artists got into the business because it's it's rare that somebody's like, you know what, I want to do for a living. I want to be a musician. I want to break right. into the music because it's hard. It's really a difficult business to be in. How? Yeah. What was the inspiration? Why and how? <laughs> You know what? I prayed the prayer for many years. God, take this dream away from me because <laughs> I have been, you know, an unsuccessful musician. I say that jokingly, you know, for for quite a while. Uh, you know, we've had our wins over the years, but um, I remember the time. You know, I went to my wife and I'm like, you know, babe, maybe I should go. You know, back, maybe I should go to seminary. Maybe I should be a pastor. Maybe I should. Uh, you know, in Canada, our our policemen are called RCMP. Maybe I should go be in. You know, an RCMP. And she just looked at me with all her wisdom and said, well, what would you do when you had a few minutes to yourself? You know, what would you do with your downtime? And I'm like, well, I'd write a song. And she's like, well, there's your answer, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just stuck with it. Um, you know, I had no idea. You know, I, I wrote a lot of songs that talked about, you know, not, you know, maybe having that dream fulfilled the way I wanted it to be fulfilled. But really it was just, uh, you know, God brought me through, you know, the, the seasons of my life, the 20s and 30s, uh, I think, you know, it's just as refinement, you know, so that I'd be prepared to bring the message that I'm bringing today. And so it was one of those things where I hoped it would happen. I didn't know, but I just stuck to it. And so that's that perseverance and that grit um, was really, you know, what brought me here today. Yeah, and God is using you to minister to others through your songs. Like one of the songs that you wrote fires you wrote for a different reason but god ended up using that to minister in your own life can you share that yeah. story yeah so i originally wrote it for this man named nathan nathan was you know a father of of three uh you know married and they just fell in hard times they couldn't you know make enough money to pay the bills and uh he picked up this shift parking cars working as a valet at a hotel uh, and in between shifts, he went inside to see what was going on, and there was the songwriters round. And what made this night different was it was actually a Christian songwriters round. And so these songwriters are sharing their stories of hope and uh, and God's faithfulness in their lives. And Nathan, you know, right before he gets back to his his shift, uh, you know, getting the cars for people, um, he just feels this nudge on his heart to write a little note and leave it on one of the songwriters' windshields, and that basically said, "Barring a miracle." I'm on the verge of losing my house. Thank you so much. Your songs were very inspiring to a man whose faith is quite weak right now. And then he just signed it, Nathan the Valet. And so this songwriter finds this note. I'm sure they're moved to prayer. 
you know, uh, but they take a picture of it and post it on social media, kind of like putting the call out to the body of Christ saying, you know, one of our own is is down. One of our own needs our help. Mm-hmm. Let's surround Nathan, his circumstance, his family, and let's see what we can do. And so the very next day, uh, uh, we found out that uh, enough money was raised to save Nathan's house. Oh, wow. You know, and the thing, the odd thing that um, I was actually at that writer's round that night, Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what was going on. You know, God was working behind the scenes, and we didn't even know it. And so this song, Fires, was inspired, you know, by by this season of, you know, God allows us to walk through this stuff. He doesn't just always come save the day at the beginning, because He wants to draw us close, and He wants to teach us things. And so... um, Fires was inspired by Nathan's story, but it was that testimony that really revealed God's faithfulness in our story, because six months after I wrote that, my little girl, Emery, was born, our youngest of four, and she was born with a rare brain condition. Mm. And so, uh, you know, you just sense the Spirit asking those same questions like, Jordan, am I still faithful? Am Mm. I just as good as you thought I was before this happened? And, uh, Mm. you know, our little girl just turned five and she started preschool, and she's learned how to ride her bike. And we still have challenges, but you know what? We are so grateful for the season we are in, and I can't help but answer that question, God, you are more faithful than I ever thought possible. Wow. You know, a lot of people have the uh, the impression that, you know, being in the music industry and, and recording and then going out on tour to support the, the recording and so forth is just yeah. this amazing, glamorous life. Um, and it's rough. It is, it is a rough life. We talked to another artist a while back that said, you know, they hit a a point in the career where the time away from family was just too much and they took a break for a while. How's your, what's it like for you and your family when you are away? How long are you, you know, away? Do you travel with your family, uh, you know, with, with everybody, uh, or, you know, are you gone alone? How do you guys handle all that? You know, uh, we always say that uh, we figured out today, and we'll tackle tomorrow. Then, hmm. you know what I mean? Like we'll sure. we'll figure out tomorrow. Then um, we try and, and include the family as much as we can, especially over the summer. My boys love to tag along. Uh, my nice. oldest, he'll he'll load up my merch and he'll sell the merch and, and do all that. He's only thirteen, but he's just he loves it. He's he's great at it, and uh, so we love doing that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are struggling to find balance. And what we've realized is there is no balance. And you just have to tip the scale of life, you know, in favor of what matters most to you. And so for us, family is everything. And my wife has that veto card. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, hey, mm-hmm. we've got we've got birthdays next month. Have you accounted for that? You know, we've got important things because, you know, she keeps me honest. She keeps mm-hmm. me true to my word. And, um, and it's true. These are, these are moments in life we won't get back. And so let's say we get just this amazing offer to go play this amazing, you know, venue and, you know, it pays well, I can bring the band out. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, there are more factors at play. And I think, um, it's, I think it's a call to us, especially as artists who are Christians, um, to just lead our families well, you know, through this, I think the world needs that example. And so, again, we've got today figured out. Uh, ask me again tomorrow. <laughs> you okay. might have a different answer. <laughs> That's gotcha. great. I love that, Jordan. Hey, so coming up this weekend, Saturday, you're going to be in our area at Crossview Church in Fulton with the Wait Is Over yeah. Christmas Tour. So describe for us what we're going to hear when we 
head out to the wait for the wait is over Christmas tour. Yeah, absolutely. I love Christmas. You know, being a father of four, uh, everything's changed for me. You know, that anticipation of giving your kids the gifts, I think it's just, you know, this glimmer of that moment in time when, when uh, you know, Christ was given to us, you know, and how the Father must have felt, how heaven must have felt. Yes. And yeah. so, uh, really, I just want uh, these nights to be full of anticipation. You know, that same God that sent us Christ is in the room with us that night. Um, and so, you know what, we're going to worship that God. We're going to sing His praises, and we're going to sing Christmas songs, you know, originals that, you know, both Consumed by Fire and I have wrote, you know, and then we're going to sing some classic carols. We're going to sing some worship songs. Um, but I think at, at the end of the night, it's it's going to feel like a real intimate moment um, where we just want to draw close to, to the throne room. You know, it's not your typical, you know, worship night, but uh, but I'm really excited for, you know, at the end of the day, we do a lot of these tours, and uh, uh, the one thing that drives us, the one thing that fuels us is the impact um, that we want to have. And so I think collectively it's going to be a night of impact, just praising God. Amen. Jordan, it's awesome mm-hmm. to talk to you, man. Thank you. Uh, for everything that you're doing. Thank you for uh, coming into our area and performing, and thanks for just, you know, sharing your life with us. I know it's, you know, sometimes uh, people want to be like, no, I want to be quiet and be private, and I don't want to share anything, but we really do appreciate it when it's like you're an open book and sharing what's happening in your life. We appreciate talking to you, Mm -hmm. man. You know, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I think when we share our, our story, our testimony, it's, it's for me personally, as a, as a husband and father, it's, it's how I get to heal. You know what I mean? By letting yes. some of the things, the struggles yeah. out. Um, and uh, what I've realized is, is it also gives others permission to share their story. So uh, thank you guys for what Amen. you do. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Jordan. Hey, before we let you go, one question. Do you have a you tradition for Christmas time for your family? What's your favorite tradition? Oh, well, I mean, so since moving to Tennessee, our new tradition is we go home every year. Uh, so we go back to Canada. Okay. So that means typically our kids open our their presents on like December twentieth. <laughs> so it's it's a little wacky, right? <laughs> and so they they don't mind that. No. Uh, they, have leave, <laughs> sure. they have to leave all their presents here, and then they don't get to you know get to play with them till you know the new year. So we go home for about you know ten to fourteen days, and then we'll nice. we'll we're actually doing the drive this year. So it's going to be about twenty one hours, something like oh, that. Oh wow! What we're oh, in Canada. Yeah. Uh, just south of Winnipeg. Oh, man. Niverville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our tradition lately. And, you know, the kids look forward to just going home uh, yes. every year to see the, you know, the grandma, grandpas, the, the cousins, the, yeah. uh, you know, the, the friends. It's just a special time. It is. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Absolutely. Yes. Merry Christmas, you guys.